Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Master the NEC, where we talk about the National Electrical Code. We're currently involved in a, a series here dealing with non-metallic sheath cable. We've already done three parts at this point, so hopefully you've listened to them uh, and you've submitted any questions you might have or anything I didn't go into a lot of detail for you that we clarify it for you so that you are fully understand what we're, when we're talking about non-metallic sheath cable. So we've talked about the uses permitted, uses not permitted. We talked about the bending radiuses. We've talked about securing and supporting it in the intervals that are required with that. We talked about the fact that you don't some sometimes you don't need boxes if it has an uh, integral uh, component to a device that actually mounts inside of a wall, let's say, and and it's actually incorporated. The box is actually incorporated into the device or whatever the device is. Um, then you don't necessarily need a separate box for it or separate fittings because all this is incorporated into it. We've talked about that uh, in brief detail. So now we're moving on to, uh, that was called integral enclosures. Again, that's a wiring device that has integral enclosures built in with brackets to mount it to fasten and place it to wall and ceilings of conventional framing. Uh, and you're using non-metallic sheet cable, then you can, you don't have to have a box. Uh, those type of applications we talked about that were in 334. So now we've uh, we've worked our way on up to 334.80. Okay, and in 334.80 we're dealing with ampacity. So this is probably one of the areas where people tend to be more confused about it. So we'll kind of slow down. We'll spend an episode dealing with this. Um, and we'll probably do this entire episode devoted to dealing with uh, the ampacity of a non-metallic sheath cable. So if any questions are generated out of this, again, remember we're using the 2014 NEC. We're trying to be as brief as possible, yet still give you as much information as we can. Uh, but this is to encourage you to visit our website, masterthenec.com, uh, to visit our Facebook page, that is Master the NEC Facebook page. Um, and all of these things you can actually get when you click on the go to the um, the website. And there's actually, if you go to Master the NEC, you'll see a console there, and there'll be a little thing in the bottom next to the heart, which had, looks like a newspaper thing or looks like a notepad. If you click on that, that'll show you all the episodes we've done up to this point, and you can listen to each one of them at that point. If you like them, feel free to click the heart and, and favorite it. Uh, and if you have any comments that you'd like to send us, again, send them to info at masterthenec.com. Uh, our whole effort here is to teach you the National Electrical Code and to answer any questions you might have. That's the whole purpose of these uh, radio shows. All right, so you've got your code book. We're in the 2014 edition, softbound. I'm actually in the PDF version, but uh, if you have a 2011, that's fine. Follow along. There's absolutely nothing in 334.80 that changed from 2011 to 2014, so you won't get lost if you're in an 11 edition. Uh, so let's read it. I'm on page 208 if you're in the uh, electronic version, PDF, uh, which I love the PDF versions because I put it on my iPad wherever I'm at. I have all kinds of ASTM codes and books in there and uh, standards and UL standards, and oh, it's just um, amazing to have. Uh, we remind you that non-metallic sheet cable is, when a manufacturer constructs it, it is based on UL 719. So it's it's that's what we the manufacturer will design the product to. Uh, and so once we do that, then the product goes out and then you use the National Electrical Code for installation applications. Again, we've already covered in part one, part two, part three, 
we're all the way up to ampacity now. So turn your code books to to section 80 of 334. So it's 334.80 ampacity. Now I'm going to read it and we'll talk about it as we read it. It says ampacity. The ampacity of type NM, NMC, and NMS cable shall be determined in accordance with 310.15. Okay, now 310.15 is a broader sense that deals with uh, conductors that are quote-unquote bundled, maintained without maintaining spacing for 24 inches, uh, ambient temperature adjustments, and all that kind of stuff is encompassed under 310.15. Also, you have the ampacity tables that's in table 310.15 B16. That is under 310.15. Okay, so all of that's encompassed in 310.15, which is going to talk about the ampacity. However, you do have some requirements here in 334.80 that overrule that in, in when you're dealing with non-metallic sheath cables. So let's read it. It says, the allowable ampacity shall not exceed that of a 60 degree C rated conductor. So even after adjustments and corrections to the conductor based on... Uh, and we'll talk about that, but based on ambience and based on corrections for temperature or adjustments or whatever you're dealing with, you're going to remember that at the end of the day, that conductor can exceed the value that is in the 60 degree table. Okay. Now, also note here, we're reading on, we're at the top right of the page now. It says, the 90 degree C rating shall be permitted to be used for ampacity adjustments and corrections, provided that the final derated ampacity does not exceed that of a 60 degree C rated column. So even if I use the 90 and I adjust it, and it appears that I have a conductor that has more ampacity value than the 60 degree column, I still can't exceed the 60 degree column. We're What we're doing is using the adjustment and corrections to adjust for, for bundling or adjust for ambient temperature corrections and things like that. But you've got to remember that at the end of the day, we're using the 90 because the conductor's insulation is okay for 90. But the code is saying I can't exceed the 60. So that's why we can use the 90 for adjustments and corrections. Now, it says the ampacity of type NM, NMC, and NMS cable installed in a cable tray shall be determined in accordance with 392.80A. So in 392 is cable trays, you're going to find out that there's some requirements in there depending on how you run that non-metallic sheet cable, whether it's a, a, a one row uh, and the spacing and all this. If you look at 392.80A, if you have a cable tray application where you're going to be putting a non-metallic sheet cable provided that that non-metallic sheet cable is actually listed to go in a cable tray, uh, and most of us, the manufacturers will do that, um, you have to be sure that you're actually following the ampacity allowances here. Okay, so keep that in mind. At the end of the day, it's still non-metallic sheath cable. Okay, it still has a 60 degree limitation that's been placed on it. So keeping that in mind. Now, let's go on. It says, where more than two non-metallic cables containing two or more current carrying conductors, and again, I will remind you that a 14-2 with a black and a white are two current carrying conductors, okay? All right, so the one would be the neutral, but it is carrying the current back from the source to the load to the source. That is a current carrying conductor and has to be counted. It says, without maintaining spacing between the cables, all right, so I've got two or more non-metallic cables that do contain two or more uh, 
Now, actually, it says more than two, so I've got to have three non-metallic sheath cables that at least contain two current carrying conductors or more inside of it, uh, and I can't maintain any spacing. Uh, then I'm going to have to make some kind of adjustment here, and we got to look at it. So it says, where more than two non-metallic cables containing two or more current carrying conductors are installed, without maintaining space in between the cables, through the same opening in wood framing that is to be sealed with thermal insulation, caulk, or sealing foam. All right, so basically you're not going to require it where it runs through the horizontal board holes because those generally don't have to be sealed, foamed, or caulked. But you have a top band and bottom band that, that your conductors would go through that would have to be if you have to maintain the rating of that assembly. And, and, you know, so you have what's called a, a, a the top and a bottom plate that you have to maintain for that, for that actual uh, cavity. Then that's typically where you're going to seal it, caulk it, or foam it. All right. Now it says the allowable ampacity of each conductor shall be adjusted in accordance with Table 31015B3A and the provisions of 31015A2. Exceptions shall not apply. All right, so let's look at what we're talking about. So let's say I run it through a panel and I go above a panel and I'm going to go through that top plate. Of course, that top plate's drilled, so it has to maintain the rating of that, that assembly. That's like a fire, um, a, uh, a fire block, if you will. So I want to maintain it. So I'm going to caulk it or fill it or insulate it, whatever. And so I'm bringing these conductors through it. So once I do that, if I exceed three uh, NM cables or more, and they contain two or more current carrying conductors installed in them, which chances are they will, then I have to make some adjustments in accordance with 31015B3A. So let's first go back and look at what 31015B3A is all about. So take your code book uh, and go back to 31015, and I'm going with you. And we look at 31015B3A, that's dealing with more than three current carrying conductors. Okay, so it says, um, let me make sure that I'm on that. Bear with me because I'm using the electronic version. B, 3, A. There we go. Okay. And A is a, an item under 3, which is adjustment factors. So I have more than 3 current current conductors. So obviously, if that's the, the case, I have more, more than 3 current current conductors running through there. Uh, and, and incidentally, <coughs> I would have uh, more than 3 current current conductors if I had... Uh, two 14-2s running through there because I have a black, a white, a black, and a white. Both of those, that'd be four current current conductors. Okay. It says where the number of current current conductors in a raceway or cable exceeds three or where single conductors or multi-conductor cables are installed without maintaining spacing for a continuous length longer than 24 inches and are not installed in raceways, the allowable ampacity for each con conductor shall be reduced as shown in table 31015B3A. Now, it says each current carrying conductor of a parallel set of conductors shall be counted as a current carrying conductor. Okay, so even if you're running in parallels, uh, not really had to do with non-metallic sheath cable, but even if you're running in parallels, you're going to count each one of those as a current carrying conductors. Okay, so then you're going to look at your table and it says that you have to look at 31015B3A. All right, well, let's look at it. Let's scroll down to it. 
And let's see here. All right, 31015B3A says adjustment factors for more than three current carrying conductors. All right, so what you'll see is you'll see a table here on the left that says number of conductors, and that's 4 to 6, 7 to 9, 10 to 20, 21 to 30, 31 to 40, and 41 and above. And on the right, you're going to see the percentage that you're going to adjust it in accordance with. Okay. Now, remember earlier when we said that you could use the 90 degree for adjustment and corrections? So I would go with the 90 degree opacity value if I had an example where I had, let's say, uh, eight current carrying conductors. All right, a total of eight current carrying conductors going through this opening that's getting thermal foam in it or whatnot. So that would be basically, um, if I had eight, that would be one, two, three, four, five, six. So that would be four 14 twos that I'm going through the one board hole with foam or uh, or uh, insulation. And so that's a thermal insulation there. So I got to adjust the opacity to that. So the code is saying I can use the 90 degree value. But then I'm going to apply the percentage of adjustment here. And in this case, it's eight current carrying conductors, so I'm going to apply 70%. And that's how you do it. And what you'll find out is if you use the 90 degree rate opacity and you take that value and you do it times the, uh, the uh, 70%, that you're still going to have a conductor that at the end of the day is going to be okay for the protective device that's going to be protecting it in accordance with 240.4. Okay? So as long as you don't exceed those nine current carrying conductors with 14-2 uh, or 14-3 or 12-2 or 12-3, as long as you don't exceed nine current carrying conductors, even after the adjustments or corrections, you're, you're, you're generally going to be okay for whatever. Because at the end of the day, you still got to be careful because a 12-2 or 12 conductor still needs a 20 amp overcurrent device. That's in accordance with 240.4D. You still got a 10 that's going to need 30 amp protection. You still got a 14 that's going to need 15 amp protection. And so that's still going to protect the conductor at its ampacity. But again, remember, even after adjustment or corrections, you cannot exceed the 60 degree column for that conductor's ampacity. And even if you don't have more than nine current current conductors, you're, even with the adjustment and corrections, you're going to be okay. Okay, so that's just a little, a little tip for you. And if you don't understand that, Email me. I'll be glad to show it to you. It's kind of hard to convey it in a uh, in a radio show, but it's it's pretty simple, and I can try to do that. Uh, but I you know I fear that it's going to drag our show on. So just remember the principles that we talked about. All right, let's go back to there. All right, so let's go back to the ampacity we were talking with. So what are we talking about here? All right, so the first one was uh, where two or more or more than two. Okay, so it's more than two, so it would be three non-metallic cables, and as long as those cables have two or more current carrying conductors installed in them, okay, and they're not maintaining spacing means that they actually go through the same uh, thermal insulation, caulk, or sealed foam opening, okay, that the allowable ampacity has to be adjusted, and that's what we did with table 31015B3A. Now, it says, and the provisions of 31015A2 exception shall not apply. Okay, in, in the 31015A2 exception is, and let's go back and read it so that you understand that that does not apply. And 31015A2, let me go back here. Bear with me as I'm doing an electronic version. A2, there. A2 is happens to be the selection of ampacity. In other words, it says where more than one ampacity applies for a given circuit link, the lowest values shall be used. 
All right. What it's saying is that that the exception here, which has to do with the 10 foot 10% rule, which we'll explain in another episode, they're just saying that this exception does not apply when you're when you're dealing with uh, non-metallic sheath cable. At the end of the day, you still cannot exceed the 60 degree rating of the non-metallic sheath cable, even though the insulation on the conductors inside have a value of 90 degree rating for insulation value. Okay, that's all it's saying is you can't use that exception. Okay, that exception can be real important when you're dealing with SE cable. It can be real important when you're dealing with a raceway that you're pulling conductors in it and you have a different uh, ambient temperature for a certain length of the, of the run and you want to kind of ignore that small length as long as it's, it's, it's uh, not more than 10% of the entire run uh, or 10 feet, whichever is greater, then you can discount it and take the larger value. Uh, of that entire run. We don't want to get you confused with that one, so kind of stay away from that. We'll talk about that in a different episode. Um, but that's just what it's saying is the exception uh, shall not apply. So you can't use the exception application. At the end of the day, you're still stuck with the final value of the 60 degree C column. Now it goes on, that was through the penetrations, it goes on to say where more than two non-metallic cables containing two or more current carrying conductors, and again, 14-2, 12-2, 10-2, that cable does have two current carrying conductors. Unless I'm, you know, uh, have something else that I don't know, those are for a typical 120 volt circuit are going to be current carrying conductors. Obviously, if it's being used for a 240 circuit, it is obviously two current carrying conductors as well. All right, it says where more than two NM cables containing two or more current carrying conductors are installed in contact with thermal insulation without maintaining spacing between cables, the allowable ampacity of each conductor shall be adjusted in accordance with table 31015B3A like we just talked about. So that's typically dealing with the horizontal applications where you're running through framing members and the walls are insulated. Okay, keeping that in mind. Now, if it's an interior wall and there isn't any insulation in there, okay, then and it's not maintaining, it, it, it doesn't have any it contact with thermal insulation. Okay, so keeping that in mind, this has to do with being in contact with thermal insulation, allowing the conductors to be able to, to, to breathe and, and be able to, uh, they, they generate heat and they have to be able to, to dissipate this heat. And when you bundle them all together, then what happens is the cables itself add to the cumulative heating effect and it can't dissipate this heat out. Okay, so that's a big problem when you bundle conductors and you put it in, for example, that spray foam, closed cell, or even open cell type of uh, polyurethane blowing insulate, uh, uh, spray insulation. It it's kind of envelops the cables and they're not able to dissipate that heat. And because of the diversi diversification in a residential, it might not be a problem. But if you're in an application where these loads are consistently on and running, then chances are you're going to not be able to dissipate this heat and you could have a problem. So that's why it's important to make these adjustments and corrections to the ampacity value of that conductor. Because at the end of the day, even though you you can't exceed the 60 degree column, when you make these adjustments and corrections, you might find that your conductor doesn't have the ampacity that you thought it did originally. And that can be a problem when you put a defined load on it and you know that that load exceeds what the new impacity is of that conductor due to these adjustments or corrections. So keeping that in mind, that's really important to, to consider. 
All right, so let's do a summary because in this episode, we're only going to talk about impacity and it's only 20 minutes into it. So let's do a quick summary of what we're talking about. Uh, so we have impacity. We know that at the end of the day, the impacity on a non-metallic sheet cable can exceed that of the 60-degree column, and that would be in 31015B16 values. We know that the insulation on the conductors that are inside of the cable are rated as equivalent to a THHN or a TW. Uh, at the end of the day, it's, it's equated to the equivalent of a 90 degree. That's why you see today non-metallic sheet cable will be NM-B. The dash B signifies that the insulation within the cable is 90 degree rated. Back years ago, it was just NM and it had a 60 degree rating insulation. Okay which is probably just the uh, TW. Uh, so what happens is now we know that it is THHN, 2H is high heat, uh, that it is for 90. And in that scenario, yes, it does have the 90. It doesn't necessarily mean it has to be THHN. It only has to be equivalently substantial and have the 90 degree value. That's defined in UL 719 not the NEC. The NEC will tell you that it has to be 90 degree rated conductors and we'll talk about that when we talk about part three in the next episode. But at the end of the day, if it's NMB, you know that the conductor's insulation is 90 degree. That's why the code allows you to use that value under 31015B16, which is your ampacity table. That lets you use that value of ampacity for adjustments and corrections due to um, any type of ambient temperature change or the number of current carrying conductors or the number of conductors that are in contact with thermal insulation through board holes or that run along the the cavity where you don't you can't maintain any spacing to these conductors uh, all that type of thing strictly is governed here under 334.80 okay well that's all we're going to talk about in this show hopefully I did not confuse anybody in this uh, I just want to reiterate again, you might say I'm being redundant, but I want to read this one more time because this is where people get confused. Where more than two, not two conductors, it says where more than two non-metallic cables containing two or more current carrying conductors are installed without maintaining spacing between cables through the same opening in wood framing that is to be sealed with thermal insulation, caulk, or sealing foam. The allowable ampacity of each conductor, each conductor, that's why my example before talked about nine current current conductors. It says each conductor shall be adjusted in accordance with table 31015B3A. And that's where you're going to get your 70%, 80%, what have you. And that's going to change the overall ampacity value of that conductor. All right, so that's something that's very important to remember. Now, the next requirement is, hey, where more than two non-metallic sheet cables contain two or more current carrying conductors are installed in contact with thermal insulation without maintaining spacing between the cables, then you have to adjust each conductor again in accordance with table 31015B3A as well. So that's dealing with more or less your horizontal runs that have your insulated walls. Or the first one, again, was very specific when it talks about going through openings in wood framing members that have to be sealed. It's not talking about going through the openings that don't get sealed. 
Okay, that would be the ones that run horizontal through frame members. If you had an interior wall that wasn't getting insulated for some reason, the interior wall is not, re is not required to be insulated, then you wouldn't have thermal insulation there. Okay, so that's something you have to remember. Now, don't lose sight. That's just in 334.80. I don't want you to lose sight with the requirements because when you hear me, you say, whoa, 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 what about the spacing? As long as there's not thermal insulation involved, I don't have to worry about anything. And that's where I'm going to remind you to stop for a second and say, wait a minute. I have to now go back and look at 31015B3A. And if I look at it, then this is where I get the other requirements that we're talking about for the spacing. We're, we're, we're away from the thermal insulation application right now. And there we're looking at, oh, what do I do when I have more than three current carrying conductors? Okay. And that's when you put the cables together and you don't maintain the spacing. That is where you get into the requirement to also make an adjustment in accordance with 31015B3A. So you've got where it goes through board holes for thermal insulation or foam. Then you've got to make that adjustment. If I go horizontally, for example, or even vertically inside of an insulation and those cables are in the insulation, then I got to make an adjustment. But also under 31015B3A, which is a general requirement, it specifically talks about where I have a continuous length and it's longer than 24 inches and I don't maintain any spacing, that I also have to make an adjustment in accordance with table 31015B3A. So keeping that in mind, I will read you what 31015B3A says. It says more than three current carrying conductors, where the number of current carrying conductors in a raceway or a cable exceeds three, or where single conductors or multi-conductor cables are installed without maintaining spacing for a continuous length of longer than 24 inches, and are not installed in raceways, which you typically wouldn't do with a non-metallic sheet cable. It says the allowable ampacity of each conductor shall be reduced. It says shall be. It's not a shall be permitted. It says shall be reduced as shown in table 31015B3A. So you see, you've got to really look at the whole picture. You've got your non-metallic sheet cable requirements, and then you've got your additional adjustment requirements. And, and what you'll find out is that in 334.80, it makes reference back to, to 31015B3A. That means that all of the requirements of 31015B3A have to apply as well. So keeping those things uh, in mind is something that you want to remember. All right. Um, other than that, when it deals with the impasse, I'm going to go back and let's look and just see if there's anything else we want to talk about in here. Um, no, I think that's, that is all that we're going to talk about well, when it comes to 334.80. If you have any questions, feel free to send them to us at info at master the NEC, uh, or you can visit our Facebook page. Just go to your Facebook page and then do a search for master the NEC, uh, and then like us if you like the page and visit often and ask, ask questions and, and that's where you'll see future episodes. Uh, uh, also you can go to our website at masterthenec.com and there's an email link there. Uh, and you'll see that page broaden more in 2015 as we do more things to it. We're going to have a custom pin giveaway each month, uh, whereas I personally hand make a a a uh, a pin, an elegant pin, uh, and we're going to give it away to, uh, which is going to be a really nice pin. Uh, each one will be different. 
so keep that in mind, and hopefully you listen to more of our shows as we go on to the next part, which is dealing with the construction specifications, just to kind of round it out and let you know that exactly how non-metallic sheet cable is constructed and what the minimum construction specifications. And we might talk a little bit about UL 719 and how it incorporates into Part 3 of Article 334. Thanks again for listening, and uh, have a blessed day.